poison Rana. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Hello, Brayden Harrington here with a special show about everything and nothing all rolled into one. I'm joined by the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Jordan Goodman. Hello, Jordan. Hello, Shabbat. Yep. But we're not alone today on a first ever uh, time on the detox because so far it's just been me and you, Jordan, talking about everything and nothing but today we have a guest and what a better guest to have on a day like today the day before 420 on 419 we are joined by steve rose weed hello steve wow, Hi, everybody. Everybody. oh my god that's loud steven I'm stealing your gimmick <laughs> thank you for having me on 420 um, it's really good to be on the post wrestling shoulder programming. Did you say the post wrestling shoulder? Shoulder. That's shoulder all this programming. is. Yeah, that's a shout out. Just to, in it. That's a shout out to Brandon from New Jersey. If you listen to Postmarks, you'll understand. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, just an appendage. Yes. <laughs> hey, Brandon from New Jersey is going to be on uh, be on the sesh with Davey uh, here uh, coming up to talk about succession. So definitely look uh, look forward to that. But today is uh, today is just that. Today is a sesh, as the kids call it, because we're not going to be talking about too much wrestling on this show, because uh, Jordan made me promise that we don't do that on this show, and, and so far it's been it's been all good. For those watching, uh, maybe you're you're watching this time. This is the first ever live detox, the detox with a guest, and detox with video. So you may see that we're dressed up for the occasion, the day before four twenty. What are you wearing, Steve? What is that? This is my. Uh... Weed lay. Cannabis lay. Yes, I always wear this every year. I save it for special occasions. It was given to me at the uh, 2009 Marijuana March in Toronto. Nice. Wow. Yeah. That's that's years back when it was and of course when it was illegal here in Canada. Uh, yes, and, and we were all trying to march. You got a you got a, a cowboy hat on or something like that. It's just a tilly hat kind of thing. And then Jordan's got some can... Elton John style sunglasses on yeah uh from francesca's do we have francesca's in canada no i don't know i don't know what that is yeah like a uh store for uh, younger adult females okay like a claire's or something but not queens okay this the one ear pierce that i have left that was claire's material right there sixth grade okay and how was that? <laughs> so I like, well, for the first week or two, it hurts. So you couldn't really sleep on it on your pillow. So I, you know, it's all the right side that was getting the pillow action. It's fine now, though. Yeah. Brayden's looking very frustrated. This is too much production. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Comedy. Yeah, I agree. It is. Yeah, we'll go back to the way we do it before. <laughs> 
Uh, this is supposed to be easy. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. Um, I just put up a side and I was done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, how are you sounding? Oh, they're just, uh, we're, we're, we're having some hiccups, but we'll get by. No, just some echoes and some lags and stuff, but okay, it's all right. We'll get through this somehow, some way. So apologies, but we're, uh, we're, we're getting through it. Uh, we're here to talk about some weed, obviously, uh, but not just that, because I know there's lots of people out there that, uh, don't partake and so forth, but me and Jordan have talked about it once or twice on, uh, the show before. And we thought that, yeah, tomorrow is 420 or by the time people out there are listening to this, it's 420. And, uh, we thought, why not, uh, bring this to the occasion to have someone on Steve who grows weed. Uh, so, uh, it's a, it's a good time. So, I mean, smoke them if you got them, everybody out there. And, uh, I feel though, Steve, grow your own. Yeah. Roll your, roll your own. Or as many people do now, the kids grow your own, grow your own. Oh, I was gonna say roll your own. Yes. Kids. Everybody stop going to dispensaries. grow your own, grow weed. your own weed. All right. Well, <laughs> smoke them if you got them here today, uh, for this show. And, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some, some of that stuff and, and get into it and hopefully have some fun of discussing it. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm Steve, you're, you're in Ontario as well. You're in Canada. And like here it's I just am, become yes. like, this has become such, such a thing for us here in Canada. Like Canadians now are just known for like being, you know, weed smokers and stuff. And Jordan, I know like you grow up in, in the States and you've definitely talked about it, but I, it's not like, how it is here uh, where you can just walk into a store and have some old lady explain to me like a bottle of wine, but instead it's weed. So I feel like there's still different aspects in different places where people live that it's still not as normalized as maybe uh, I kind of am living in right now, or, or Canadians are for that fact. It, de- it depends on uh, the 50s. You know, I visited uh, California many times and even 15 years ago, I was able to have those experiences. Um, It's been in Maryland where I live. uh, Medical has been a thing for years. uh, But in our last general election in November 2022, uh, the public did pass. uh, And I think that goes into effect this July. Right. And, and like, I, once it hits in the States, I mean, there's, there's no telling where else in the world that it'll become a little bit more normalized. And like, I could be wrong, but did I hear some things about the NBA making it like normal for, for players to be smoking it going forward? So like, that's going to be something that changes in other big sports. And then again, like following every kind of everywhere else around the world. It, Steve, you're the, the beat man for uh, the weeds that true the man on nba the yeah <laughs> i hope so i mean the biggest thing with the states is they got to legalize federally right now it's just province to province but i mean you're always kind of under the veil of like am i going to get in trouble there's any time where to you you know like if you're a producer or or a seller of it so you're still kind of always under this cloud of will they won't they so it the really the federal needs and yeah, I think from there, Canada, I mean, there's no inherently bad. There's nothing Steve. bad. And 
I, I gotta ask, is it intentional that your audio sounds like you're on a drug dealing burner phone right now? Am I? I'm on really shitty headphones. <laughs> yeah, he, sound, he sounds like he's on, on his, two, his second phone and he's got it. No, I, weed, weed, weed is just so different here in Canada. That's why, like, I still think the some, some other places need to catch up. And because I'm so, like, nonchalant about it, I'll talk about it, I'll, I'll joke about it. And other people still... Like it's still kind of a, a taboo in other places, and to some people, the way they grow up, the like the stigma, right? I was the same way until like uh, eventually kind of getting into it and stuff. So I definitely see like the the other sides of it. But at least in Canada, like you can't throw a rock down the street without hitting like three dispensary places within a, a corner. Like there's just so many here that it's it's gone insane. And like growing up, people always joke like Amsterdam's the place to go and smoke weed. Like I would I'd say Canada has kind of taken over that that spot where the where the crown of it i mean california still but you got is it even legal like down there like you're right so i don't know but we're can, canadians are the cannabis kings and queens now like we run this shit i think at least so I'll, we'll take credit for it <laughs> but it's good i mean even amsterdam only has like a red light district that i'm aware of so we have the entire country you know yeah we have the whole country everyone's burning it up and you can't go anywhere without smelling it outside. It's just so normal now, but uh, yeah, but, but I, I still understand people uh, not getting into it and not wanting to partake. And obviously that's fine, but like I, I do, I, I feel like I'm somewhat of an advocate because I, I obviously I do it a lot. I love talking about it, but um, 420 isn't really like real Steve. Am I right here? Real stoners don't really like, it's like, okay, cool. But like that's every day where we 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 kind of <laughs> we smoke up. I'm not someone who will purposely wait till 4:20 in the day to like smoke and something like that. But it is oh, always fun when you look at it and you're like, ah, this would be a good time to to do it. But uh, it's like, is this supposed course, to be yeah. people Christmas? I kind of look at it as that. It's kind of a holiday in that way. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't wait. I mean, I barely wait. So it's. Uh... But yeah, it's I, I've been seeing a lot of memes and stuff of people saying the the day where people that get high every day get even more high. <laughs> so it's just, and that's really all it is, right? But why not I have some fun with it, right? It gives me a reason to put on a lay and act silly, right? So all right, Jordan, when was the first time you smoked weed? Uh, I. How old were you? What, I, what was the situation? I was with a friend who got a little baggie of swag, like with seeds in it. It's pretty like dry and brown looking. I was in ninth grade, so maybe 14 or so. And I don't think I got high. I didn't really get into it until I was closer to 21, so maybe the 2021. It's possible. Um, oh, you know what? Here's the thing. So I just got pizza a couple of days ago. And like pizza places, they typically always have the crushed red hot peppers and the Parmesan cheese, yeah. like just with all the fixins or whatever, where it's easy. Oregano's hit or miss, you know? And, and I don't like that because oregano for me, if I got to pick out of the three, that's the first that I'm going to pick. So I don't know what it's like in pizzerias in, in Canada, but I think that's the platform that I, I kind of want to speak from this afternoon. Like oregano should be uh, more primary and respected and easily accessible in pizzerias. <laughs> it is everywhere. Like I find that they always got the parm 
the the red hot chilies and the oregano but i love oregano but too much of it can be you know too oregano-y and it cannot too much of anything can be what but i'm what i'm saying is that the oregano isn't it's it's sometimes there it's not always the parm is always there right who the fuck needs that the crushed red hots that's like typically always there the oregano isn't reliably always there and that's an issue yeah who do people put parm on their pizza i never really got into that like parm is good on yeah. some pasta but oh you you're steve you're an advocate of parm yeah, on yeah, pizza. I'll okay. yeah I, I can get into it it was i didn't like it so yeah before. i i start i started smoking weed uh a bit more regularly maybe when else i remember it was this is this was the defining like the first time I got high and was like oh okay I get this and this is interesting. It was the first time Matt and Jeff Hardy reunited on ECW on Sci-Fi. So this was maybe 2006. You were so excited that and, you smoked up. Well, it gave me this nostalgic feeling. Uh, obviously, the the Hardys reuniting, nostalgia to it. Uh, ECW. Uh, even the WWE version, there was a nostalgia to it. Uh, watching wrestling on a Tuesday night, there was a uh, a nostalgia to it. Uh, and but it was it was the effects I think of, and this was act like good weed because the friends I was hanging out with were connoisseurs uh, at the time. Right, and I I was overtaken by it, and I was like, huh, this I feel like I'm uh, seven years old again. I feel like I'm eleven years old again. I feel like I'm six years old again and i also feel like i'm in whatever the early 20s i was in and it all felt good and it felt interesting and everything was more vibrant and joyful and to me that was like the first time that i consumed cannabis and was like okay this is this is pretty interesting right yeah i'm i'm kind of the same way where i i was young like maybe like 16 and this guy i i was playing you know mu- music in school he's like yo you want to smoke some weed after a band i was like i've never done that before he's like yeah come on and i was like so again like the stigma you know growing up drugs are bad and all this i was like ah but so many of my friends do it i'm like uh maybe just one like i like music i want to i want to you know get high and listen to music so it was kind of similar situation to you jordan where i'm like did i smoke oregano was this just basil i don't know what i was smoking but like i got a i got a little high and I felt fine. And then, like, I, you know, probably started listening to, like, either a Walkman or MP3 player at that time and was like, okay. And I felt like a little bit, but I didn't get, like, super high until I went home. And then my mom came home, like, hours later. And I was like, okay, I'm clearly, like, probably not even high anymore. But, again, first time ever smoking. I was paranoid that, like, she would know, right? And she shows up home like, hey. And she's like, hey. I, I'm surprised you. I picked up some cheeseburgers and I just proceeded to like, I'm already a monster when it comes to eating food. And like first time ever smoking, probably crushing two cheeseburgers in like 60 seconds flat. And she's like, are you okay? And I feel like she may be new, but like, let it go. And then I didn't, I didn't like smoke until like years, years later in my early twenties is when I really finally like got a bit more into it. And like since then, but that was like my first time where I was just like, a little paranoid and got the munchies right away. Steve, what about you? First time you ever smoked smoked up? I was fourteen years old. <laughs> um, I want to say right now, I do not advocate that kids do it. Yes, a big part of why I'm happy that it's legal 
is that it does get regulated and people yes. that, like that under 19 or 18 or whatever the legal age in your area is don't get to do it. So, but yes, I was 14. Um, I, I'm older than you guys. It was kind of almost pre-internet. So all of a sudden a couple of friends of mine told me they were smoking weed. I'm just like, Oh my God. And like back then all the commercials are drugs kill, drugs kill. You want to see a bag of drugs and they show you a body bag. So it's like, Oh damn. So I'm looking, I'm thinking my friends are into some heavy shit and they've got problems. So I literally went to my school. Yeah. It was in grade, like what, nine, right? Like in high school. So I go to the library and I find a book about marijuana and it's, I'm reading it and it says, and I see the words non-addictive. And I was like, oh shit, I'll try that. So I did first time I didn't get high at all. Um, didn't know what to feel. I saw all my friends that been silly. Second, or a few times later, this guy decides to smoke some with me. I was at school again. Not a good idea, kids. Um, I get. I smoked it. I don't know what this was, but I got so high. My face just went green. My eyes went beet red. I have to go to class. It's like an electricity class, oh, and no. I'm in, I go to class, and I'm just I'm yeah, and I go to class. I don't know why after lunch and i'm just like this and i i put my head down on the desk and the teacher let it go and i'm just lying there for like i don't know how long and all of a sudden the fire alarm goes off well doesn't my legs fall asleep from like the waist down so everybody leaves the class and here i am like a moron with just me and the teacher with me swinging my body like this trying to whack my legs to get some feeling back into Oh my god, it was horrible. I didn't get any trouble. That would freak me out. First time like smoking weed and there's a fire alarm and you're like, I'm already paranoid enough. Like everything, everything that could have happened happened. Someone pulled the fire alarm because they knew I was smoking weed. Oh my god, I'm gonna go to jail. Uh, Like they saw I wasn't doing well and they want to get Because that's another thing. Like I'm talking from experience now being in Canada, but growing up when I finally got into it, like again, like you know, nineteen twenty often once in a while smoking with my friends it was not legal yet it was still illegal so you know people always get paranoid of like cops and this and that and i i still kind of get that way when i'm down in the states again even though i know it's like way more like normalized but i went down a few years back for like the rumble and some nxt and stuff and i and i came across some some weed and um i was like paranoid of everywhere that i was smoking because i didn't want to like you know ruin anything but all i'm doing is smoking a little joint to you know go to bed or or enjoy some wrestling or whatever it's not like i'm you know smoking crack in an alleyway or anything but i felt like oh my god i if i get arrested right and i i may have told the story before but one of the most paranoid times i've ever had was um in florida outside a parking lot and i finally got some and i rolled one up and i'm smoking and as i'm smoking this woman like comes screaming like, Hey, my, my, my car just got stolen. And all of a sudden there's like squat cars. There's cops in the giant Hummers. There's cops with dogs. There's cops with these big guns all showing up at our hotel. And here I am just thinking, Oh my God, is it because I'm like smoking a joint? They're going to arrest me. And like, they didn't care. Cause they were busy. Like, I don't know, trying to stop some like G- GTA or something. And it's like, Oh my God. And I was just, so, my heart, like it's over. I'm never going to be able to get my pat. Like I can never go back to the States. And luckily now I, I, I smoke a lot. I don't get too paranoid when it comes to uh, like cannabis. It never really does that to me. At, at least I think so. Like that though was the one time where it was like, okay, I'm going to go to jail just for smoking a joint. So uh, 
I know that can be the the reason why a lot of people don't smoke is because they get like way too paranoid, like even one puff and they're like, oh my God, I'm going to lose it. You're talking about your legs, Steve. I took my brother to Wiz Khalifa years ago, one of his first times smoking, and he took like two puffs of a blunt and he just started to like freak out like, I got to get out of here. I got to go. I, and he starts calling his mom and his dad. I'm like, you need to stop, man. Like, oh my God. So I, I totally get where people like get the paranoid thing from, but wow. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you ever get that? Me personally, I, it doesn't. I've been doing this for what, 25, yeah. 30 years now. Jordan, but, you ever have yeah, a, a I mean, paranoid? You ever get paranoid when you smoke or have any instances? Oh, yeah. I've had like a, a handful of uh, nightmare scenarios, even in the past year when I unknowingly consumed like Delta 8 or Delta 9, thinking it was CBD and uh, thinking I was uh, both dying and being sexually assaulted. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I love hearing my voice in uh feedback too anyway uh steve i never realized until seeing you with the hat on i suppose and i mean this as a sincere compliment you look like seamus oh yeah, yeah that a lot like <laughs> so much wow like him yeah you got can i see you it. without the hat real quick you got to meet seamus and get a picture with him oh even yeah you, very sh- now, now let me ask because you're a is it rude to call you a ginger is that rude no, I, I'm fine with ginger. So, the you got the the mustache and the beard. The center is a lighter color. So, is that like a graying effect, or is that just a natural like That's age? That's age. Yeah. Wow. See, what happens with redheads is they go white instead of gray. So even here, if you notice, I got this little streak here. You like think rogue highlights? No, no, no. That's gray hair. It's just giving me natural highlights. It's great. An X Men. Wow, that good, good like for I you, Steve. Good for you. So, so <laughs> my my ginger beard is yeah. gonna go like super white and not really gray. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all gonna be real bearded Santas when we get older. Right, I'm okay with that. Some extra money during the holidays. <clears throat> exactly. Working yeah. as Santa, that's okay. You do look like Seamus, though. Uh, you, you, that would be your celebrity. Uh, do people have people say there's that a guy that uh, there's a guy that hosts uh, cons in the area. And he um, he's actually doing the 420 con in Niagara Falls this weekend, and he calls me Seamus every time he sees me. Seamus. And he called me out in front. He's like, "Doesn't this guy look like Seamus?" And Kevin Nash just stared, stared a hole through me, and just he didn't say uh, anything. Just you. looked at me like, "You mother." Yes, that's exactly what, what I you, felt, bro. and I'm just sitting there like. Because you're not and it, um, just like, do not put the spotlight on me. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. Uh, but yes, I do get that a lot. Um, a buddy of mine was at a, a party. <laughs> he was telling me the story. This is crazy. He was at a party months back, maybe even a year ago now, where it was like all these celebrities outside of Toronto and like Dead Mouse, <laughs> the DJ was hosting it. But Motley Crue was in town. All these actors, celebrities were in town. And my buddy gets oftenly mistaken for the, the this producer. Uh, Ludwig, who does like the Mando theme and stuff like that, um, he he gets mistaken for this guy. And the uh, Tommy Lee from Motley Crue thought it was him. And my friend is like, "It's not me." Like I get that all the time. I'm not this guy. I know who you're talking about. Like it's not me. And Tommy Lee is like, 
clearly like losing his mind. He's like, no, 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 you, you look like him though. So like calls the actual guy and is like, yo, doesn't he look like you? And the guy's like, yeah, cool, cool. So <laughs> Tommy Lee takes a photo with my friend and is lit or something and posts it on his Instagram story. The next day, the next story Tommy Lee decided to post was a picture of his own dick. That went famous. So everyone saw a picture of my friend and Tommy Lee. And then the next thing is Tommy Lee's dick. So uh, sometimes looking like people can get you in very uh, sticky situations. But uh, Jordan, who do people say you look like? Uh, Way sent me some. Let me pull it up. Way sent me some image like thinking actor? it looked like me. Uh, let me see here. I got it right yeah, here. Can we talk about you that the guy from New Kids on the Block, the, the I can't remember Danny or something, maybe Danny from New uh, Kids on the Block. I don't know. Oh. Okay, he's, <laughs> I don't, this looks like it's from like a, a menu on a streaming service because and one of the things on here the voice, uh, but this was Canada, so I guess you don't have Peacock up there. Anyway, the title is called Evolving Vegan with, and then it has the host's name, but it's blurred out. But this is like a, a I don't know Middle Eastern or Mediterranean looking guy. I don't know if you can see that there. I don't okay. really think it looks, I, I, I can kind of see it, so but wait, not. you're telling me though, no, one, like, like no one ever says, yo, you know who you look like? Like no one ever says that to you. I've, I've had a couple people, the guy that played a uh, Freddie Mercury and, and Mr. Robot. A few people have said that. Oh, yeah. uh, whatever. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. In a uh, weird, strange way. Okay. I could, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, has I th- uh Alec uh, uh Remy Randy Malik. Malik, that's yeah yeah it. yeah Oscar winner you look like him I get Mac but Miller. Uh, I don't yeah I'm wait we've we've talked about this yeah before. yeah we have it's just that <laughs> we have it's just this guy looks like Seamus so it's it's inspired yeah no you you <laughs> actually look like Seamus yeah, I don't think I yeah, actually I look like anyone yeah. uh, how tall are you. <laughs> I'm six three. No, so he's not. Oh, Fuck, you're, you're still, no, that's that's boy. pro wrestler height right yeah, there. You could have been a worker. Yeah. I know. I don't know why I never tried. So wait, Steve, <laughs> you you why did you never train to become a wrestler? But now you grow weed. Um, the first part, I'm not sure. I remember there was like a Hart Brothers wrestling here in Cambridge. I'm in Cambridge, Ontario, and they. And I remember sitting at the cenotaph across the street from it, smoking weed watching the guys they were upstairs in a ring doing bumps and me and my buddy were sitting there watching them and even then it didn't occur to me why not go and check it out but you know who knows i could have been shamus <laughs> you could have been the canadian canadian shamus <laughs> yeah you know what canadian you know steve shamus. i actually used to um get really angry at people like you when i was young because i i've always been on the much smaller side and so i would look at guys like or just other people my age that were towering over me and they weren't interested in training to be a pro wrestler and i thought like what a fucking waste of your body I, I, you know I, i'm not even going to tell you you're wrong <laughs> can, I, can i jump in you've inspired but now me. i grow weed no okay <laughs> but now i grow weed yeah uh <laughs> Is is this a thing? I'm I'm only I'm like six one six two, and and I've had this before from smaller guys who are like like short kings who are like super jacked, but they're short, and they're always like, oh, like if I was you, man, I'd be I'd be a wrestler or a fighter or like a fucking soldier or something. And I'm like, is that just because like 
someone who is shorter is like, oh, if I was big, I would like do this. Cause like, I'm a big guy. I like podcasting, you know, I like, I like eating food. So like may, that's just my, you know, but so many times in my life, especially as a kid, when I, I was six, one, six, two, like when I was like 15, like 13, I was tall at a young age. And it's always like short guys who are like, if I was you, man, I'd be Brock Lesnar. Like I'd be Seamus. It's just like, oh, well, sorry, you're not, but I'm going to eat. Well, since Steve, since Steve's our guest, let me ask him a, a question. Uh, Steve, if you were like, let's reverse this. If you were five, six, what would you want to be? Ninja or something? I'd, I'd probably want to grow weed. <laughs> okay fair you know what fair answer fair answer from the guy who grows weed. uh how did how does one get into growing weed what what the hell like as someone who smoked it weed, became illegal well like i go to a store or back in the day sketchy guy that i would uh text and meet on a corner uh or, the, or or shout out the days where you had to like hang out with your dealer like in pineapple express it's like oh. man you don't really want to do that these days i just go to a store or buy it online or whatever. But like, how does one take the jump from, from smoking weed to growing weed? I mean, I've just always been kind of a guy who liked having a garden and liked growing stuff, even like outside of weed, obviously. Yeah. I would always be the guy that have a nice garden out front. I'd have a little bit of vegetables going in the back. I always have a little herb thing going like raised garden bed. Like I'm just a guy who likes doing that as a hobby. It's just, I like getting in there, get my hands dirty. I like being outdoors. So it was kind of a, just a natural once it became a thing where I could do like I've always wanted to do it, but like with it being illegal and I had kids and stuff, and that was just like oh I'm not going to start doing We're, that. Yeah, it's, around how you hide it and stuff. Yeah, so, true. Yeah, again with with the kind of the the whole like taboo kind of the stigma going away at least here in Canada and and there's laws now here where we can legally grow our own and and all this stuff like this is a, a thing now where I, I know a lot of people I, I pass by storefronts and they're like hey you know, buy this weed plant for 30 bucks. And I think about it because uh, I, I feel like Jordan might be like some sort of a plant guy. Cause like I, I try really hard and like today <laughs> you're not a plant guy, Jordan. You don't like plants. No, not. No. When, when I got my first apartment, I was like, let me get a couple like, like succulents or an aloe plant, just like stuff that's really hard to fuck up. Um, since I moved in with my girlfriend, she's super into it. So it's around me. It's very nice, but I, uh, I don't contribute to the the caretaking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's where I'm at too. Cause like, uh, Davey's my roommate and we have like lots of cool plants on this giant windows and stuff. And he keeps saying he wants to get a cat, but like the dude can't even water his plants all the time. So I'm a little worried. Uh, neither can I like today I had to water them. Like, huh, they're not supposed to look that yellow. Are they? There's lots of dead leaves. Let's water this. And then I'll wait. Why does he want a cat? Uh, he, he likes cats. So, okay, so are you open to this? Uh, no. <laughs> Allerg I'm allergic. Are you opposed to it? Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he wow. really wants one. So is this I'm something sure that... He'll get one is, once we... Is Davey in the room? Can we... No, he could be listening, though. He went for a walk, so he could be listening. Okay, I think he's in the, the YouTube there chat. You the YouTube can. chat now has... You can do reactions, like the heart and the... The a smiley face. This is new for YouTube chat, I think. I like some of the new no. emojis we've been getting because they finally got the jellyfish emoji on the iPhone. And like, that's that's some hot shit right there. 
so jo- yeah, Jordan, you 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 would come across someone who like plants and stuff like that. It feels like part of your vibe, but I totally understand. Like, well, someone else in your house already. Like, my girlfriend has a whole solarium full of plants. She's a she's a bona fide plant lady. But like, mm. I don't. I I help her take care of them sometimes when she says, "Hey, can you help me do this?" But like, I personally don't think I could handle it all on my own, and therefore, I don't think I could potentially grow my own weed just in a windowsill because there's so many different like intricate things yeah. it's like it's not just like growing a little like you know shrubbery in your apartment right steve i'm sure there's lots of like steps and techniques and all sorts of <coughs> mumbo jumbo like, into that it's really complicated but incredibly simple at the exact same time i mean technically if you want to try to grow a plant in your window i mean there's nothing stopping you there's you know like it's just about giving it a bit of water putting it in something with good nutrients uh, maybe feeding it a bit of nutrients later in flour and stuff like that. But like, otherwise, like, yeah, if you're just looking to simple grow, like if you want to grow in a window and, and almost treat it like a house plant, it's not that hard to do. If you want to make really good, like, like choice, choice weed. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to, there, there, there's a lot, lot more to it. Okay. But you're well, saying, Steve. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Jordan. Uh, Davey in the YouTube chat is saying cats are easier to look after than plants. Would you agree? You have both. Yeah, yeah but they're a pain in the ass. Like cats, I I'm, yeah. Do I, plants I shit cats, everywhere like and cats, piss everywhere? I don't want to own cats. These cats are the last cats I will ever own. <laughs> wow, how old are they? Wow, uh, like ten and seven or something like that. So I still got almost a decade each. Huh? We're just gonna shit on cats now. <laughs> anyone anyone listening to this right now is like yo that's that's not cool guys cats are pretty what? cool like i i like them don't get me wrong i'm just like fuck your cats yeah. just like fuck your Teen kids dogs. Right? you know <laughs> about a about an hour hour and a half ago i was in the presence of uh two lion and uh, a cheetah they all love those cats what? those are amazing were you mm-hmm. like, were you on drugs were you dreaming or were you at a zoo no, I haven't. I haven't at least intentionally consumed cannabis in maybe over a year at this point. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. Is it something? Yeah. Once would... I got COVID, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to inhale anything. Uh, certainly, but I never got. I don't like edibles. I've had uh, numerous negative experiences uh, with edibles, and. Uh, I never tried like topical stuff besides CBD maybe. Uh, but no, I just haven't really had the desire. Right. Like, so, so no, the, 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 you used that. to, you used to smoke like what sometimes and then COVID happened. You were like, I don't want to do that anymore. I, I got, I've gone through periods. I mean, there'd been many, many months where I don't smoke at all. And then I might go a couple months where I'm smoking more days than not. Uh, when I was like my earlier twenties, that was like smoking every day for a couple of years. Um, but it's been a very unpredictable pattern, I suppose. Sometimes it's like if I don't go for a while smoking, then it's this anxiety of like, how is it going to be? And I hope it's not bad. And then I'll do it and it's great. And then I'll feel more interested and confident doing it more regularly. Uh, but it's very rare that I ever like crave it. It's more like a social thing or it's just around and it's uh, easily accessible. And it's like, well, I'm going to read this thing or listen to this thing or watch this thing. And maybe I'll smoke some weed. Right. Whereas Steve, like 
you grow it, you consume it probably a lot during the day. Like what's your, what's your uh, lifestyle revolve around it? Obviously you grow it. So I imagine it's everywhere. Seth Rogen always says, he's like, I'm never really at zero. I'm going <laughs> to say I'm kind of like that. Right. Like I do like, yeah, it's like outside of like work and driving, I pretty much consume on the regular. And I, I don't, I'm not a guy who sits down and like rolls a big, like I can be that guy if I want to be, but I don't be the guy that rolls a big ass joint, smokes that whole thing, gets insanely high once in a while if I want to feel like that. Mostly I just grab a pipe, I fill it up, I take a couple hoots, put it down, I sit down, watch TV or do whatever I'm doing, take a couple another hoots 10 minutes, 20 minutes later, like, you know, kind of, and that's, so I kind of just keep a level throughout the day. Kind of. yeah. You're saying take a, take a hoot, hoots. like H H O O T. Oh yeah, buddy. Yeah. A couple of little totes, you know, well, hoots, a couple of hoots, a couple of hoots. No, I don't know. I've never heard song? that as, really? as, as a verb. Okay. What do you, what have you call What do, what did people call smoking weed growing up uh, where you were from Jordan? I'll ask the same to you, Steve, but like, cause you know, people say like, Oh, I'm going to burn one or I'm going to blaze you blaze you blaze, bro. That's always been right. Thing, I think, uh, I guess if it's like, like, so I'm thinking like toke. Sure. If it's a bong, like yeah. take a rip, rip from, the um, bong. uh, uh blaze blaze would be used a lot like um do you want to blaze Blaze, bro. uh but hoot i've never heard that's new to me is that have you heard of that brandon right yeah yeah hoot oh yeah i always say like hey do you want to hoot of this is how i okay maybe it's canadian yeah maybe it's a canadian thing people say zoot too um like i say toot toot yeah toot. you want a little toot yeah a little toot toot yeah yeah (laughs) Puff the Magic Dragon, uh, Devil's Lettuce, you know, that's another kind of thing. I'm trying to, like, nicknames of smoking weed. There's definitely ones that someone will say. I'm like, ah. Um, like, one time, you know, growing up to me, it's like, oh, you want to smoke a spliff? It just means smoking a joint. And then I was like, I don't know, Australia, <laughs> I think. And someone, this, this, these uh, women from Sweden who, like, lived in Australia were like, oh, you want to smoke a spliff? I was like, absolutely. And then when I hit it, it was... A spliff, meaning like it's got weed and tobacco and everything. And that being the first time I smoked it, like sent me like, oh my God, I was like off my head. Like, what the hell was that? And wouldn't necessarily recommend it. <laughs> you know, no. it's, it's, it's a lot and kind of not, it's kind of gross, but uh, I understand if yes. people are into it, but like, so that's the actual term for that is like a spliff. Right. But like, you know, I say smoking a joint, smoking a doobie, blunts, bongs. All that fun stuff. Like Jay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brayden, Brayden, do you say herb or herb? Uh, I smoked the herb. Because I noticed Steve earlier said herb, enunciating the H. Yeah. Smoked the herb. I think I was talking about my herb garden. Yeah, yeah, he has herbs, like actual herbs. Then so I, that, I so those, those are legit herbs. Yeah. Well, how are, then how is this different? Why would, if you're referring to cannabis, why would it be uh, uh, omitting the H? Just different, bro. That's slang. That's yeah. what that is. Just huh? But 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 for uh, but I don't know what. So is is weed an herb or no? I, I I don't know if it's classified. I can't say for sure if it's classified as an herb. 
It's just huh. magical, I don't know that one. It's just you magic. got me. There you go. There's something for me to look up when I get off here. Well, yeah, you, you, that's that. I don't know that. You, Steve, you kind of said that it for like I joke that like I have a great windowsill, but like I don't know how to take care of weed. Is there hope for me to just grow some, put a plant in my window and water it and just see what happens? Like, should I try that this summer? Yes. Yes. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Like, it's bad weed. It's just not powerful. Strong. I did that. I did that. Like a couple of years ago, I was growing outdoors. And I finished off, and I guess somebody had a male plant in the area. So pheromones got released into the air. My plants ended up getting, a couple of my plants started getting some seeds. I guess one of those seeds fell into my patio zones. <laughs> it, it lasted all year. The next year, a, a weed plant grows out of my patio, just like in between patio stones, like a, like a, like a, um, dandelion would it's like you know? a message from god so i left it yeah i just left it and i'm like let's see what happened and it got about that big and it actually produced a little nug of bud i didn't smoke it because i was afraid who knows what's going on in there <laughs> see, yeah if but I it was pretty it, cool if i just grow some in my window like you you've definitely inspired me like i see the there's this like uh dispensary it's definitely like not one of the like fancy legal ones but you everyone in toronto knows that they go by it and they, they have plants in the in the window and for like 20 or 30 bucks, I'm like, oh, I should get one. And like, it would look funny. And if I grow it, if I grow it, can I smoke it then? Like if it's just, I mean, in yeah, a, if, if it goes into flower, like it depends on what your light cycle is, your window and stuff like that. There's things like that you got to worry about because there's different light cycles, which is what um, like inhibits it to go into flower and start making buds, right? You change okay. the light cycle and it thinks, okay, it's fall time now. It's time to produce the flowers. The but it's not planted. like I'm trying to grow right. some jalapenos so, this summer and I'm going to get them by the end of August, right? It's not like... Oh, it'd be more like October. Okay. Right. You've inspired me. <laughs> I'm going to get some and I'll call the strain Poison Rana. There it is. The name of the strain of the, of the weed. Um, so I, I Googled uh, is cannabis an herb. Uh, and the first thing that came up was from uh, Disney's national geographic.com, an article from June 21st, 2005 known by the scientific name cannabis sativa. Marijuana is an annual herb closely related to the hops used in beer brewing. Oh, very nice. Hops. Feel right. about this, Steve. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So then we should be, so then I was okay using the H though, is what you're saying. Yeah. Does this change anything for you? I mean, I'll just switch back and forth, you know. I mean, what's the deal with this like, talking to? this uh this hemp stuff? Like what whenever someone's like, Oh, it's made by hemp, I'm like, is is that not weed then? Like what what's the difference there? Tet, it, it's it's like a type of cannabis, but it's not like you can't smoke it. You the plant. Like, so it's it is weed. Almost a different kind of strain or whatever you call it, uh, uh, ruderalis, where you, it's not made to get high. It's made to produce uh, things. I like Tilsonburg, if you in Ontario, if you drive through there, all of a sudden, like late in the season, you smell weed everywhere and you see these plants, but they don't even bother putting fences around them because you're not getting high on these plants. There's no point in stealing. So, the like what you would smoke or consume, uh, to, to get medicinal effects, let's say that would be considered the flower of the plant yes. is, is the hemp product or other 
structural elements of the plant? Both. Sure, they use both. I don't know every bit about it, but I'm sure they use both for different things. So, take on its own for things like clothing, paper, and yeah. See, like I, I, I sometimes the the whole like stoner culture of of hemp stuff, and like I'm definitely not into that like aspect of it where it's like oh i want to wear like a drug rug and you know <laughs> uh what other other than like you know you're celebrating and stuff like that but like the i see people who just love hemp everything and i'm like eh, i don't know if it's not quite my thing but are you are you do you have do you have cannabis mentors steve um i guess youtubers if you want to call it that i've not really had anybody that's like taught me specifically that i know um but yeah, when I uh, first started growing, I went to YouTube University for like six to eight months before I bought any kind of equipment or anything like that. Found a lot of places just to learn and learn and learn because I didn't want to buy equipment that wasn't going to be good and or I didn't want anything to go faulty. I didn't want to go too cheap. But at the same time, I didn't want to go too cheap. A lot of time doing research before I bought anything like my grow tents or my lights or fans or anything like that. So. You know the book? I think it might be behind me. I think it's called The Cannabis Revolution. Does that sound familiar? Does not, no. It's not a large book. Um, Brayden, you you say something. I'm going to see if I can find this book. Yeah, you find the book. I had a, another book back in the day, which was all like uh, weed recipes for different foods and, and different things. So like my one buddy was super into making weed butter. This was years ago where, where he would make like pounds of – I don't know what the, the, the thing to actually make the weed butter. You might know more than me. And then he would take these – I do, yeah. He'd take these giant blocks of butter and then we'd start like making food with it. So one night he, he, he had a bunch of roommates and they were all huge stoners too. We made like butter chicken and then like made a whole giant pot of this stuff and it was fantastic. And then you know we'd drizzle and make foods and for like a whole like week straight and we would just get super – Stoned, uh, which I, I, I wish I wonder if there's like a cheat way to do the weed butter thing, because by accident, I want to say maybe a year ago, me and my girlfriend were making like uh, not Rice Krispie treats, but like uh, Fruit Loop style like treats or whatever. And we used a little bit of like beef in the oil and you did YouTube just like you kind of said, Steve, and kind of figured out like the, a little bit of a hack to make like uh, infused type treats and snacks which which ended up giving me a nice little buzz but uh, i haven't cooked with weed in in quite a while but i did remember reading books and recipes that always like excite me do you do, you do that often oh, i make butter all the time because i mean when i'm especially growing i end up with all the leaves of the plant and i have nothing to do with those and those make great butter all the sugar leaves all the fan leaves i take all that put it into a butter and it makes like very strong butter. I put a lot in because I have a lot of leaves. I just keep, you know. So, so do you do you yeah, like consuming consuming like cannabis with your food and and stuff like that, or is that just a once in a while thing, or what's you just mainly smoke? Well, I mostly smoke, but I mean, yeah, in the evenings and stuff, I'll eat, I'll eat a nice strong cookie. I've put stuff in food before. I've even put some butter in my coffee before. Just yes, as a quick way to get you know. Yeah, that is pretty. Cool. Yeah. The the cannabis manifesto. Does that look familiar? That sounds familiar, yes. I've read it if I have it's been a long time. A new paradigm for wellness by Steve D'Angelo. I read the first half of it, so uh, maybe a year and a half ago, I was uh 
in negotiations to lead branding and marketing for a newer cannabis company. And I flew up to uh, New Hampshire and Maine, and I checked out the grow facilities. And uh, long story short, I ended up uh, declining the offer. But I spent a good six weeks just consuming myself with the, the culture of cannabis, the business of it, the actual plant, the products, the retail side, all that. And this book I came across, I haven't finished it, but I loved it and and I highly recommend it. And I just, but when I said thanks, but no thanks to the deal, then I kind of was like, all right, let me uh, direct my attention elsewhere. So, uh, but I really recommend this book um, and I'm kind of inspiring myself to, to finish it or even reread it. Uh, it, to me, was the most well articulated, well-researched, um, legitimate document defending the, um, certainly the, the plant itself, but also giving context and history to the ways in which it's been uh, bastardized in, in our countries um, for the, uh, uh, the well-being uh, financially of certain people and companies um, at the expense of, I think, the public's well-being, given that this is a naturally occurring substance that has been used medicinally for millennia. Um, so I, I just, I highly recommend the book. Um, I couldn't find it, but I found this on my shelf. I haven't read this yet. Forest Bathing. Brayden, I think you might be familiar with this one. Forest yes? Bathing? Forest Bathing, the Rejuvenating Practice of Shinrin Yoku. Okay. Uh, I can't <laughs> say I, I have done that. Uh, oh, you know what? That is that is now, what lie. is that? I have sh- I have bathed in like a lake once when I went camping. I might be doing it again this summer. Who knows? But <laughs> to to simply to simply be in the forest to take in its many gifts and allow it to suffuse us with its healing properties. That is the essence of this Sounds book. Like smoking a joint, man. I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I have a spot just outside of my city. That I have a little bushcraft shelter that I built that has a fire pit and like a little canopy with a tarp. Yeah, I built this thing and I'll go out there and I'll have fires and I'll smoke and I'll chill. My dog will run around. Sounds like sounds pretty good. You need a forest bath next time you're there. Just bathing in the forest. I love it. Jordan, you mentioned that other book. um, What was that? Uh, Manifesto, you said? Cannabis yeah, manifesto. the cannabis manifesto. Yeah, uh, it sounds interesting because there is a, a lot. Like I, I, I kind of said off the top. Like stoners, I know it's like four twenty is every every day they smoke. But uh, now you're seeing companies kind of doing the same thing when it's Pride Month and they they like they load up their hey we support Pride and then the rest of the month is okay we don't talk about that. It's kind of the same thing where like weed com- people not just weed companies now are like oh hey like four twenty we we do weed things like they're just using it right as a thing yeah. when buy this when, merch. There, yeah, when there's when there's like so many more people still locked up for like smoking a joint. There's still so many people that are like put in their their life in just shambles because they decided that they were, you know, going to buy a, a little baggie of weed where like now like the NBA is saying it's going to be fine for people to smoke weed. The 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 world should definitely like let all these people if there's if there's still people behind bars for for anything involving like, you know, low bottom crimes that involve just, Hey, I, this guy was smoking a joint or whatever. Like that, that's something that should change because when the U S finally does make that change, I'm hoping a lot of other places in the world 
make change because like, call me crazy, but if the U.S. were to make it everywhere just normal, like, hey, weed, weed is great to smoke and feel good and to watch movies and to eat food, but weed is also good to like help people who have, you know, illnesses or are battling certain things or mental illnesses and all this thing. Like, how do we get weed all the way over in Japan to these Japanese scientists who will be like, we we found out how to cure cancer because all we needed was to to look into weed. And because the world was like, no, no, you can't you can't look at weed. It's it's bad. It's a drug that we've been like, like not looking at the total like the total effects of what we can actually get out of these things. Cause I feel like there's so many different parts, not just Japan, but there's so many different parts of the world that are like, if you guys were to look into this, like different things could be happening in the world. And I'll relate it to wrestling because Jim Ross, who um, everyone's favorite commentator in 2023, right? Uh, he's been, he's been very vocal over the years and actually very lately. Uh, I think he's even starting his own cannabis company. He's like, yo, you know how many wrestlers would still be alive or in better health and better shape if they weren't drinking and doing pills and all this and if they were just smoking joints? I, I think that you could put that not to just wrestling, but to a lot of people in the world and in times of like opioid crisis and stuff like that. Look at me sounding like an actual uh, uh, person in charge of things and, and talking about weed. But it, I genuinely think <laughs> that like, if it were to just be like normalized, not just legalized, but like the stigma, normalize it, the rest of the world catching up, like who knows what we could, you know, find out of this plant, because that's what it is. It's a plant. And that's my TED talk on weed, <laughs> I, I guess. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'll be cynical and say that change will happen, especially more quickly once the corporations that benefit from cannabis prohibition uh, find a way to profit off of it. Uh, so alcohol, tobacco companies, um, et cetera. Uh, once they figured out that, okay, and at least in my country, it, the tide is shifting and this is going to become legalized, you know, over a period of a few decades, uh, off to the races for them to figure out, okay, well, let us control our politicians and hold off, uh, certainly federally, until we have our own infrastructure to uh, benefit financially. Because uh, as more consumers spend their money on cannabis products, perhaps uh, less alcohol and or tobacco consumption, for examples, will be um, consumed or purchased. Uh, so certainly, but, but I, I think also just like at a, a part in the pun, a grassroots level, having conversations like this, like talking about this shit, um, obviously that can affect change, um, whether through the ballot box or um, even speaking directly with our elected officials. Um, but at least in this country, it's hard to be um, optimistic uh, when so much of uh, what happens is is controlled by corporations yeah it's like when coca-cola and and budweiser whoever start to push out like weed infused and they are yeah which it's coming it, it will be coming it will be in the next 10 years probably just definitely legalized and normalized over the u.s but it'll take still a long time to get reach other places of the world but it is interesting because like every every few months you're seeing different uh states pop up like legalizing and decriminalizing and this and that. So it is something that's like popping up in 
different places. I have hope that one day I can fly with my own weed. I, you can fly and bring alcohol, but like you can't, it's still treated like, hey, if you're a Canadian going to the US, they check you. There's like, you, we know you smoke weed, motherfuckers. So, you know, don't bring any across the border. But they always. Uh, so, I'm so worried about that because it's like, there is a good chance they would find some kind of roach or something in my car. See, <laughs> like comparing it, what about that? Like, yeah, that that is true. Like you always, I always, when traveling, I always clean out everything to make sure I don't have like a secret hidden joint somewhere. Just because you never, I know myself. Sometimes I lose yeah. joints, and I'm like, oh, better make sure, right? I don't want to be like that guy. But like that that basketball, that women's basketball player who got like caught in Russia, right? She was she was put behind bars. She was stuck there for so long. They finally freed her and and all this stuff. I see both sides of that story. I'm like. I don't believe you that you didn't know you didn't carry these these things because I know so many people that are risking, you know, their lives essentially by still transporting and flying different countries with the little weed pens. They say, oh, we put it in our, our makeup bags or our, you know, we hide it in, in with our nicotine vapes and stuff like all it takes is one little thing. And you're like, life could be altered at this point. And no, like, yeah, it's weed. But. You know the rules, and those are the rules. So you shouldn't try to break those rules because you might get caught. Don't talk about drugs. TED talks. Yeah, yeah. Going back to the the book again, it was it could have been so much easier to call that book the Marijuana Manifesto because it's the more play on words and stuff. So it's great that it's called the Cannabis Manifesto because even that the word marijuana was created so racist to like to yeah to give it a. Mexican connotation so that they could like target immigrants as the bad people that were bringing this horrible thing into them, you know, mm-hmm. so they could get prohibition pushed through, you know, they use fear and racism to start this whole thing in the first place. Like, like I don't think the planet really had many marijuana laws before the U S started them. <laughs> so I think they kind of grew and spread from there mostly. You're seeing I don't the word think anybody not, care. Yeah, you don't see the word used too much. Like, obviously, there's there's old songs and stuff like that that still have like the lyrics and stuff. But as of late, like people definitely moved. I think away from it. At least, like you never see a a, a weed company here in Canada use marijuana. You see them use cannabis as their like the name of it. So, like, yeah, I, it's yeah. a word that's definitely being phased out. To your point, Steve, with the alliteration uh, throughout this country, I think medical marijuana is a very common and popular term but you you're not going to see it used from from the cannabis industry and i think people that are a bit closer to it so in like the local media will still use it uh, the general public will still use it uh but the the term marijuana uh has is being phased out because of the the racist I try to actually when I talk to people um, I try to take a moment and say if they use that word like once once in a while yeah like, some I'll, people I'll have no idea that. and I, they're not trying to you know and I'll just be like yeah yeah, yeah. and I'll just explain that hey that's a you know again that's, there's that's so many so- one of my maybe have right so there's so many songs and merch that still you know use it there's so many things that still like use it without you know, so it's like I, I totally I, I do notice, though, it is kind of being phased out and and, and that forth uh, a, a question to change uh, the winds here a little bit. Um, Steve, have you smoked weed with anyone famous? And if not, Steve, what is your dream blunt rotation? 
is is uh Braden Heretic considered? Absolutely. Ah, absolutely. <laughs> any 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 we're, rotation we're... with a listener <laughs> and a follower of Poisonana or post wrestling is instantly added we're, in. Yeah, we had a bit of a post wrestling smoke circle during that uh AEW. We did. Shout Monday out Damian Abraham. <laughs> I will probably this weekend though because Afro Man is going to be at the 420 convention that I'm going to. And it's like a free meet and greet. Wow. So I am definitely going to try. So that's, that would be pretty, there must be, that must be part of like the thing. Like if an Afro man, a Snoop Dogg or an RVD ever did like a meet and greet, like that should just be part of the meet and greet where you get to like be in the rotation, be in having a sesh with these people. Cause that would be pretty cool. You would, you would imagine everyone's trying to smoke with these people all the time. Yeah, I, I mean, Kevin Smith, I think he, I heard he recently quit, but I would love to sit down and smoke a joint with him. Kevin Smith? Yeah, that would be pr- back yes. in the day for sure, right? What about what about you, Jordan? Have you smoked with anyone famous? Or like, what's your, your dream rotation there, if you could smoke with anyone, dead or alive? Mm, no one that I have smoked with uh, that like aren't... Uh, yeah, no one comes to mind that's worth mentioning. Uh, if I could with anyone, maybe Jaleel White. Doesn't he have like purple Urkel? Isn't that a thing? Does he? That is some genius marketing if that guy owns purple Urkel. I mean, he is Urkel. I think that's a thing. Wow. Yeah, so Jaleel White, he would he would be the one. I, I watch him uh, on Pictionary a lot. He's uh, a featured guest on Pictionary week, weekly uh, <laughs> to watch. I smoke some purple Urkel and watch that on occasion. He's not very good at it, though. This is a like a new game show on TV. Yeah, uh, there's a Pictionary. Yeah, you know the game Pictionary. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that that would make a, a fun live podcast, a game of Pictionary. But so they air every day at my work. It's simulcast from like CBS. They air it every day. Jerry O'Connell hosts Pictionary twice a day, where each game is like it's thirty minutes an episode, and each has like two different uh, teams. And each team has like a quote unquote celebrity, but like the celebrities are like Urkel, like Jaleel, Jaleel White. White, or like you know, like, <laughs> did, you know, he was um he was on the Big Show show on Netflix. Did you guys watch that? I watched five I minutes like of it and then wanted to blow my brains out, so I did not watch the rest of it. Uh, but I I highly recommend it. I recommend Pictionary. Wonderful, wonderful lockdown content. The Big Show show. You guys ever play the game Rummy Cube? Rummy Cube? No, what's that? It's like an older, like tile-based game. I think it's similar to to Rummy, like the card game where you gotta uh, just put I, like the same numbers in groupings of three or yeah. more, or like a, a straight uh, uh, Rummy cube. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm super into it right now. Well, I I'm super into Pictionary with Jerry O'Connell, and I think everyone should go because uh, the Miz and uh, Xavier Woods have been on it a few times in the past few months, and they were they were pretty good at it. So uh, I would recommend recommend that. I wish I could smoke a joint with Jerry O'Connell. Uh, Jerry O'Connell should be my dream blunt rotation because he should never have died in Scream 2. Um, I, I, Was he Joe, Joe's apartment? Is that Jerry O'Connell? Yeah, he kind of disappeared until now he's doing Pictionary, which a lot of people don't even realize. So I don't know what he's been he's been doing, but I, Jerry O'Connell, solid mid-carter. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell is a solid mid-carter when it comes to acting. He was all right back in the day, but uh, he's... He's in my dream. Him and Rob Thomas are in my dream blunt rotation right now. Yeah, I would say Rob Thomas. Rob I have Thomas done. Uh, yeah, I, I've on Instagram a few years ago. I just did my little graphic design thing of different 
uh, Rob Thomas uh, cannabis images. Yeah, I bet, he, I bet he smoked a joint before. I bet he likes it. He's so smooth. No, no, yeah. If you if you Google, there's there's content out there. What if um, like if Rob Thomas started his own cannabis company, it would be smooth, right? Or that Matchbox. is a company. Matchbox. I would do marketing for that. That would be the easiest thing to. Yeah, his his. I can't get on board with any of this. I'm not a Rob not a Thomas Matchbox Twenty fan. Oh, wow. wow. You're never being welcome back on the show again after you just said, like, probably the worst thing you could ever say. You could say whatever you want about Jesus, but you come on this show and talk shit about Rob Thomas. Yeah, come on, man. We're going to, I'm going to send you a playlist later. You're going to smoke one tomorrow. It's got that nasally. I would love to smoke a joint with Rob Thomas. Santana, too. You know, Santana could could get it, too. We could smoke with Santana and just. Santana's the best. Rob Thomas really put him on the map, though. I mean, True. Well, for the for this generation, yeah, yes. Yeah, I love I love me some Santana. Uh, I mean, I to to answer my own question, I have smoked some joints with some wrestlers. I've smoked uh, Chance the Rapper. Uh, shout out a listener, Bob, if he's out there. He hooked us up with Chance the Rapper, and he smoked my backwoods, which was great. But I've smoked with a bunch of wrestlers that have been pretty sweet. But there's still a few celebrities out there that I wish I could smoke with, um, like Rob Thomas. But like musicians. Uh, and people who got good stories, I would love to like just smoke with. Like RVD for is a wrestler, obviously. Like I mentioned earlier, with with one. But what about when it comes to um, like your your smoke sesh music? Because I'm mentioning Rob Thomas and Santana, which clearly you're not a fan of, Steve. Uh, Santana is good smoker music, though. He has some Black Magic yes. Woman, right? That'll put you in the mood. But like, what do you what do you oh, listen yeah. to? Because I'm all over the place when it comes to that. See, like my music, like. I'm so stereotypical stoner, man. It's like, I listen to Sublime. I listen to, like, there's a band called Dirty Heads. I'm not sure if anybody knows who yep, they are. Yep, they're great. Southern California band. I love them. Um, there's a new guy called Denim, D-E-N-M. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of really good stuff. A lot of old, like, he sounds a lot like old Sublime. Um, to check like, my out. tastes are all over the place, but, I mean, yeah, those are, like, my main things. And, I mean, I used to be a big raver, so house music and funky breaks and stuff like that jungle all that stuff you know i'm just imagining uh you raving like dressed as is this you calling me jordan <laughs> someone's calling Unless... davy's computer <laughs> every time i messaged him I... oh it's and when I... should i answer <laughs> yeah yeah bring him on seriously <laughs> Graham Porter, you're ruining the show. (laughs) Call me back later. (laughs) Just dad, Johnny, who may or may not be ex NXT UK general manager, Johnny Saint, uh, just tried to uh, join in on our show about cannabis, which uh, when Davey's dad came to visit us a few years ago, Davey made me promise him that I wouldn't offer his dad weed. Hmm. And then his dad came into my room one day and was like, hey, how's it going? I said, good. What's going on? And he says, uh, do you uh, do you like um, <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon? <laughs> and I'm like, is that a euphemism for me to <laughs> offer you? How old is this guy? Uh, I don't know. I should have brought him on the show, though. <laughs> uh, let's get to these questions. because I got 15 minutes left. We have a question. Th- thread, I guess you could say, over on we- the Facebook. Join the Poison Rana group. If you haven't already, people, but Jordan did post up some questions from some people 
Go ahead, Jordan. Oh, well, okay. Well, well you wanted to read the Give question. me a second. I'll, I thought you I'll had them ready. Up. <laughs> I will, Production. I will pull it up. <laughs> Uh, I did. I I, I posted the, the monthly one right detox here. Of Poison Rana group uh, with a Jaleel White image attached. Here, I'll read one. I'll read one here. Love. So why are we? Hold on. Why are we getting what? Anytime that someone's yeah. messaging Davey, why are? Why is that audio broadcasting? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Can we answer? But the this question? doesn't <laughs> typically happen on your other shows, right? No. Oh my god. I, I, I was he was messaging me at the start of the show. I'm responding, and every time I respond, I hear the little ding. Yeah. I I I kinda like it. I, Actually, if you listen Jake, to up next, it happens a lot on there too. <laughs> uh, maybe I should start listening. Uh Jake Alinar, uh that's Jake from the Windy City, I I think. Uh do you get overly nervous in a job interview? What tips do you usually follow? Uh, Steve, have you ever had a job interview before? I've had several job interviews. Yes, I've do you have a, a job. Sorry, interview. sorry. Do you have a job now? You have a shoot job. Yes, of course. I have a job. Yes, yes. What do you do? Yeah, I'm a, like a machinist. I I make uh, threading taps. It's very boring. <laughs> okay, but, uh, a machinist, ex machinist. I'm a machinist. Yes, I work with machine. I make things out of steel. Uh, do you Oily, get nervous? It's messy. Did you get nervous on that job interview? No, no, I'm actually, because I've been doing this for like 20 years, it's, uh, when I go into a job interview, I'm pretty confident. I know, you know, when they ask you questions, I already have, because of experience, I have pre-programmed stories to just kind of work with. So whenever they're like, oh, what, what about this situation? It's just like, I usually have something preloaded, ready to go. So. What about you, Braden? Uh, have I ever gotten nervous? Uh, I don't get overly nervous. I, it's such a cliched thing to say, be yourself, but like, that's what you got. Like you got to lie to any job to make sure that they know that you can, you're going to do the job the best you can. It's only like a year later that you're like, ah, I don't need to worry about that kind of stuff. But like being yourself is what will get you it. I always joke about how uh, I had a job interview with someone on a Tuesday morning and someone tipped me off, a friend tipped me off that the guy who was going to be interviewing me was a wrestling fan. Well, the Monday night before Dolph Ziggler cashed in and won the, the world title. So the next day at my interview, I wore the pink Dolph Ziggler shirt underneath like a, like a flannel shirt. So he saw it and he never asked me any questions about the job, but I got the job and we just ended up talking about like wrestling for like 20 minutes. So like, again, that's yourself, smart. Yeah. Be yourself uh, is, is always something that you got to, do in that kind of situation because like if you're going to work with these people why lie about who you are and and all this stuff like to an extent right like everyone usually caps a little but like yeah you gotta be yourself there jake i, jake, I did jake, something stop similar. copying people and be yourself jake that's what you gotta do thank you jake. the uh the last time i had a job interview was in 2017 uh to to work with the ring of honor and uh i had already befriended the the coo for a year and a half at that point. And so I, I had a, a meeting with him that I asked for. And essentially I went in and here was my 10 bullet points of what I think I could successfully contribute to his company. And then he was like, great, but you actually have to sell my GM on this um, because the GM was the one that was really doing the day-to-day -day, uh, hiring and managing, I suppose. Uh, so that was like a job interview where I, didn't know this guy. I had a meeting with him and um, I guess it wasn't so much he was interviewing me. It was more I was giving a 
presentation on why he should give me the job. But I, I did find out prior that he was into drumming, like he played drums. And so when he came out to the office to uh, meet me and introduce himself, he asked how my weekend was. And I intentionally said, oh, it was great. Uh, my band played this festival. And then he asked what I played. And I said, I played drums. And I immediately felt more of a rapport with this guy. He kind of lit up because he was a drummer too. So I think that is good advice, Braden. Like one, if you can do homework on who's doing the interviewing and finding ways where, again, you're not bullshitting. It's complete truth, integrity, et cetera. But find ways to build rapport. That certainly helps. Um, and the one thing that really helped me too was I rehearsed. Like I practiced. I didn't go into the interview winging it. Um, so I, while driving would often just talk out loud, what would certain responses be to certain questions? Like I, I, I and even did voice memos. I recorded and I had my pitch and I had my clothes and I voice recorded and I listened back and I was like, do I believe this? Uh, and, and is this too inarticulate or wordy? Like I feel like I'm being now. Uh, so maybe the punchline is that I'm going to start rehearsing, uh, for the next detox well, when we're finished. Well, this you part. also touched on it. You saying like you, you set out what you were going to wear and everything. That's kind of what I said, right? Like, you know, no, maybe- I didn't say that, nor did I. No, it sounded like you did. It sounded like you had a whole <laughs> outfit lined up. You had your pants, your shoes, nice and shined. You were Pressed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, what's funny. I, I, uh, one of my roommates or not roommates, uh, 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 a friend who lived on my floor in the apartment building at the time, uh, she's a lawyer. She was, you know, like uh, pretty professional. And I asked her like, what should I wear? And she was like trying to get me to do the button down thing. And at first I put it on and I was like, you know what? I don't really feel like myself. And I was like, look, if they're going to hire me, they're going to hire me for like me, my personality, my energy, my intent, my ideas. They're not going to hire me for what I'm wearing necessarily. So I think I just wore a like a clean T-shirt and like jeans or whatever that that looked presentable. But I certainly wasn't dressing up for the job either. Yeah. All right. Let's, yeah, let's, I don't dress up. I'm let's go to a more sure. serious question here. I'm going to this one. I saw this one. This is pretty serious. Dan Ginger Ninja Reed writes in, what is the appropriate time to wait after showering to poop? That's actually a very good question That's, that I've never like it's, considered. It's, ma- it's giving me a mind fuck because I hate, this is one of the worst things in, in life is when like you shower and then like five minutes later, you're like, well, that was a complete waste of a shower. Cause now I need to poop. Mind well, then fuck. would you just shower again? I know people that have to go home, like who don't do that in public and then have to like shower immediately. That's a shame. I, I wonder um, if they're doing it wrong first Personally, but also like, do you like, do you try to get the poop out before the shower is probably the best way to, to go yes, about it. Like a normal that's the way. But shit I, in the shower. You, no, but no, the, no, but no, the, no, 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 Steve, we're not shitting in the shower. No, no, no. We're... no but you have a shit and a shower. Right. Yeah. That's... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I'm going to have a shower, I'm going to try to take a shit. Yeah. Cause you don't want to do it after. That's just a complete waste of, right. of that. Yeah. I don't know what the right time is, but like, I'll purposely wait. Time? I mean, I'll be like, have, ah, have, I can do this later. Have you guys ever shit in your shower while watching Rocket Power? No, but bars, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Not not while watching Rocket Power. Yeah. 
Uh, great question, Dan. Thank you. We would love to know the actual day. appropriate time uh, to wait. I'll wait I'd say like 20, 25 minutes, 25 but minutes. But you still – I use – do you guys use the wet wipes? Oh, you're well, like bougie yeah. like that. Wow, you use wet wipes to, to wipe But I have on. to go back and forth. Okay. Backpack on me. <laughs> so there's always a pack of wet you're wipes carrying, in the backpack. You're always – you stay you never know. <laughs> with the wet wipes. Essentially. Wow. <laughs> good good to know uh should we continue on is there a question you see there jordan you want to read uh let's see we got a bunch from neil flanagan uh Our perhaps new user uh think <laughs> things you hated loved learned missed gain during uh the covid all right so he's saying during lockdown uh things he's just asking how was lockdown what did we love and what did we hate and what did we learn and whatever? Um, terrible question, Neil. Uh, uh, I don't want to. I missed about concerts. COVID. Oh yeah, I missed going to concerts. Came that was awful. Question. I I hated that, uh, but it gave me a greater appreciation once I I was able to to do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, just seeing. So I, I loved that. Not camping. You camping couldn't camp. No, oh, they wouldn't let us camp. It was ridiculous. I was even going to go out to the Algonquin backcountry. And they wouldn't let me do that. I'm like, I'm gonna be alone. <laughs> like, why can't yeah, I do that's this? That's so no, stupid. You know, yeah, they they that's shut a, down well, parks. They shut down. They they couldn't. They didn't let people go camping because they they thought people were gonna mingle when they do that, and just so bizarre. Huh. Yeah, uh, it was a bit. Steve, odd. I, I think I have an ingrown hair, like kind of on my jawline, on yeah, the uh, the left side here. All right, it's like a, careful, don't let it scar. Uh, he also said, Neil also said, the only legal cannabis extract in the UK is CBD oil. Is it useful in uh, any way in your experience? If so, what for? Uh, CBD, I've I've like done a topical thing for pain a few times. I never felt a difference, but I, I have vaped it a handful of times and I just found it maybe half the time I felt an effect. The other half, I didn't really feel shit. When I did feel the effect, I if it kind of like how it's promoted like i felt uh high without the psychoactive effects so i felt calmer i yeah. felt more chill. relaxed it yeah chill it was very very nice but i i wasn't like uh all in my head like i might be with a, a cbd yeah you don't get high off or, uh, thc yeah, yeah, yeah. THC is what gives you that, like, definitely more, more of an effect. CBD definitely people, I think, in sport. Again, I think that's somewhat been of a crossover that's maybe convincing people that, like, oh, maybe we could just smoke weed because, like, the a lot of people are using that to to heal pain, sleep, all those things that you listed. But there are a lot of people who think, oh, I'm gonna buy this CBD joint and it's gonna get me like high, and then I'm gonna go eat some pizza. It's like, no, it doesn't really work like that. But when we say high, are we just talking about classic psychoactive yeah. effects yeah. cbd has none of that yeah right but i mean i'd say maybe i got well then okay if you're feeling the effects of cbd then what would you say instead of like i'm high i'm under the influence of cbd I'm chill yeah like i don't think you should like drive medicated. or anything still on it but medicated like, yeah medicated i guess is the right way i, I personally don't don't do it just because i i like the i like thc baby come on uh neil uh, yeah, that's the thing i don't yeah I don't have a ton of experience with CBD. I actually recently got some CBD seeds that I'm going to eventually grow. So Throw them out, I'll, flush them. More after that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Neil's next question, his final question here, Jordan. Can I steal it from you and read it? Uh, oh, he's got two more, but I love this one. 
favorite songs that are openings to a TV show. And Neil says that he specifically likes the opening theme to The Nanny, <laughs> which is which is great. Uh, yeah, uh, let's think. Best TV themes, I'd say uh, Love Boat, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Pokemon, X-Men. Pokemon. Nanny's. Yeah. I'm going to show my age here and say Growing Pains. Growing Pains? Yeah. Wait, how does that one go? Yeah. I never watched. Show them. me that smile again. Show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your cry. You know what's a banger yeah. though, Steve? Uh, <laughs> Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. That one's good. Yeah, that's Happy a great days, one. Obviously, slaps. Uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, literally I'd say. Bass, yeah. I'd yeah. say uh, all in the family. I know how to play that on the piano. Really, I know. Yeah, I wish I could one. play Cheers. That one's a banger too. Obviously, everyone always says that one. <laughs> All the surprise. That was a very racist show. <laughs> All in the family. Which yeah. was it? A racist theme song though. I can't remember. I the theme. don't remember it. No, no, I can't but... remember the theme. But I'm sure it was great, Jordan. Sure it was. Really I'll say great. the Wonder Years. That's what you sang, Steve. The Wonder Years yeah. is the no, Beatles was... oh, growing cover, pain. right? Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> Wonder Years is. Uh... Uh, buddy, what's his name? Cox, something. John Cox, David. Cox. Oh, Which one what? was a uh, Savage? Yeah, that's one. Fred years. Savage. Yeah, that's that's one of years. Yeah, that's one. The one you sang. I get by with. No, that's not what I sang. No. It was a uh, Kirk Kirk Cameron. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, wait. DJ Tanner's uh, brother. Also a great theme song. Tanner. Full House. Yeah, the guy who did Family yeah. fa- with Urkel, right? Family. Yeah, Family Matters. Yeah, yeah. He did yeah the same theme. Uh, yeah. And and. House. And step by step, step by step. That's actually the the objective right answer. Step by step. Okay. Right. <laughs> also, except taxi, the the sweet jazz number in the beginning, quite good. Uh, then Neil asks, "Have you any of you ever have reoccurring dreams, and what happens in them?" Steve, you smoke a lot of weed, so I'm going to say you don't have too many uh, wild dreams. Oh, I sleep very deeply. Yeah. And I dream very. <laughs> yeah, little. if you smoke a lot of weed, you usually don't have dreams. That's a, a little. I don't. Weed fact. I don't. There, but uh, what about you, Jordan? Have any dreams you uh, yeah. get off your chest? Uh, well, I've been having like a bunch of dreams with my dad who died like five weeks ago, right. so that sucks. That's yeah, that sounds um, it's funny. it's it's weird. And by the way, by the way, I just want to thank uh, all the people that uh, listened to the last detox and reached out to me. Uh, it, I, I found it to be. Um, pretty powerful, both on detox and the wellness policy, sharing about the the passing of my dad. Uh, I got way more uh, DMs, messages than I expected of people saying like, hey, this happened to me a few months ago. And, and thank you for kind of verbalizing some of what I've been feeling or thinking. I, I honestly was shocked by how many people reached out to me saying something like that. So I appreciate the love. It's, uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. And, um, thank you. Um, I've been having these dreams where my dad is in it, but we both know he's dead and it's very odd. It's like a, one of those TV shows where like you can see him, but everyone, is this like the sixth sense or something? Like, I don't know because no, we're not in it from memory. We're not interacting with anyone. Like it's just, he and I are interacting and he's alive in it, but we both know and understand and acknowledge that he's dead. It's not. Is he like making comments about it? Is he joking about it? 
No, no, they're like they're not narratives. It's very brief, just interactions. But then I kind of wake up and like, huh, that yeah, that was sad. Yeah, huh. Uh, I I I smoke a lot of weed too. And when you do smoke weed, often it you you don't dream as much. But um, sometimes if you then like don't smoke for a few days or a little while, your dreams will come back like even more like vividly than like before and like i think the other day i didn't smoke for like a day or two and then i i slept and i had a dream where uh someone was trying to fight someone in a mcdonald's so i like stopped them but then they tried to fight me and then in fighting me they swung for me but they missed and like their phone fell so i picked up their phone and like it was unlocked so i took a photo of them on their phone and posted it to their instagram while they were trying to fight me this is all in a dream and this person got like furious that like started fighting other people, tried to kill me. And then I ran away. And that was the last dream I ever had. And I remembered it. Now, uh, what, are the meanings? what are the meanings what, to these dreams? Like, who knows, right? Like, when you're fighting in your dream, though, are your punches landing? I don't, like I never connecting? swung at the guy. No, no, I never swung at the guy. Oh, everything you know, is like, whenever I've like, been in a fight in my dream, I'm trying to fend off whatever really? attacker and I'm, swinging and i'm connecting yeah but there's no power in anything i'm throwing it's horrible interesting speaking of mcdonald's we'll, we'll get to that soon so uh i have a client soon i gotta hop off guys so i want to get to the last question here from uh glenn uh zadra yes. I, I believe uh he calls me jordo i'm not i'm not sold on that i, I will be honest <laughs> Uh, but, but, but Glenn goes on to say, since your grief episode, I unexpectedly lost my father. We were estranged, which makes this whole experience feel even worse. Do you have any coping mechanisms you could share? Um, so first thing that came to mind, which I did respond in the Poison Rana Facebook group, uh, I, I basically said whatever way that he can express what's within him uh, to try to do that, whether it's expressing himself verbally uh, with people that you know, uh, love him and that he trusts, uh, expressing himself physically, just moving his body, taking walks, exercising, whatever, uh, just to get just his energy physically moving and not like in a state of uh, stuckness or stagnation or depression. Uh, if there's any like creative or spiritual ways in which he can express himself, uh, I would recommend that in addition to emotionally. So I noticed for me, uh, I'm not having as much access to crying as I think I would like to. So whatever is uh, there emotionally that is ready to be expressed, um, if there's ways to access that, I would suggest it. Um, I'm very sorry to hear that uh, the the relationship was estranged. Um, I'm lucky to say that wasn't the case. And, um, and I also knew my dad was going to die. So there was a sense of closure where it doesn't seem like that was the case for you glenn um but but maybe because of the these things maybe just ways in which you can still communicate with him whether that you're feeling a connection with him or more so you're just kind of talking out loud or writing these things down or talking in your head um whether it's things like offering forgiveness now um, or even expressing the things that you still feel resentment toward. All that is totally valid as well. Um, but again, this idea of maybe just expressing the stuff that went unsaid, either because the death was unexpected and or, you know, you guys, um, it doesn't sound like we're really on speaking terms or at least positively um, at the end. 
Um, but there's a lot that you can do to find your own closure. Um, and unfortunately, he's not around in the physical sense to be able to have these interactions. But uh, the spiritual connection is real and your connection with yourself is real. Um, so I would I would say just explore, experiment with those things. There's no right or wrong. Uh, there's no judgment of the pace in which that, you know, you kind of do these things. Um, so I'd also say as you're trying to navigate a fucking brutal time and experience of your life, um, to, to rem- I'm just reminding you, give yourself a lot of kindness and patience and grace in, in doing the process. Um, we're with you too. We send uh, our love to you too, Glenn. Thank you for writing in and uh, pretty big of you to, to write in something kind of a bit personal, but clearly Jordan, you did uh, struck a chord with some people on that last show. And that's why the, the whole poison pals and the postmarks came out to, to support. And that's definitely a big part of it too. My advice, obviously smoke a joint, but no, like having someone to talk to uh, back and forth with on these things uh, is, is super important, but yeah. Uh, thank you, Glenn. Thank you, everyone, for writing in, as always, uh, in there. Jordan, thank you for, for joining me. We'll be back, I'm sure, uh, next month with another one. I don't know what we'll talk about then, but we never really know what we'll talk about on these things. Uh, and Steve Roseweed, thank you. Hey, there's Davey. Davey's Look back. at tech support. Come in th- this was your best work today, Davey. He can't hear you, but Jordan says this was your best. He loves you. Uh, your dad was a guest on the show earlier. Yeah, no, I, I need to now. <laughs> uh, Steve, thank you very much. Where can people find you? I know you've been using Instagram a lot lately. Let people know where they can follow. Yeah, Instagram at Steve Grows Weed, and you can find me on YouTube at Steve Grows Weed. We, me and Jordan love your name, by the way. Jordan, how often do you just <laughs> randomly tweet Steve Grows Weed? <laughs> I, I I reference the name Steve Grows Weed quite often. Great uh, it's it's certainly not Steve Belinky uh, level, but it's you're kind of now in this this Steve universe that is being created uh, unintentionally, <laughs> and I'm here for it. Yes. I'm honored. We're here for it. Thank you, Steve Grows Weed. I hope everyone out there has a, a fun and safe 420. And uh, appreciate you guys listening to us here on the on the YouTube, on the podcast app, whatever it is. Be sure to check out a detox coming out later next week with John Ceno and B Detroit. And B is also going to be joining Davey on Poison Rana this Sunday, chatting everything about the world of wrestling. And, of course, you can always find more of us, PoisonRana.ca, for the links to the Patreon and this and that and our Mario reviews and all sorts of weird stuff on there. So go check that out. And we can't do this without you guys, our listeners, our supporters of this silly, ridiculous show. So thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Steve. And thank you, everyone out there. Smoke them if you got them. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this meditation. Oh, yes. Come on, man. You son of a bitch. No, you have to go. This will be my third one today. Oh, wow. Look at this. Okay, so... You're going to get hit I, I, copyright I, strike again. Uh, that's fine. Um, so it's it was, it's Davey's Zoom or whatever we're on right now. What is this thing that we're on? V- Ninja. YouTube, Jordan. Yeah. It's, it's oh, okay. YouTube. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Okay. So here we go. And, uh, close your eyes if you feel... But You don't have to do anything. Whatever you want to do. Uh, we're going to take a breath in. We're going to... We're gonna right, thanks, give, give uh, Braden some grace Bye. and patience. He said, uh, oh. "He said it, it's it's John oh. John Ceno. John Ceno is he does a what up dope. He doesn't do the detox. SteveGrowsWeed.com, SteveGrowsWeed.ca, 
SteveGrosby.gov. Poison Rana. <laughs>